Welcome to Reading to Kids podcast. I'm your host, Jenna. And I'm your host, Peyton. And we're here to read to you or with you. We know that sometimes moms and dads don't always have the time or the motivation to read to their kids each night, and we know how important it is. So, on those nights that you're not in the mood, we're going to do it for you. Can't wait to read with you. Good job, Peyton. High five. Okay, we are reading Eerie Elementary Book 2. The Locker Ate Lucy. Is that number two? Interesting. The Locker Ate Lucy. All right. That's creepy. These are, these are crepe. The crepe. The crepe. The crepe. Oh, Peyton can officially do the fish thing with her mouth. Fishy, fishy. Look how cute. We already read that one. Okay. Now, here's the deal. It's not in the morning, but it's kind of like nighttime, and I'm a little bit tired, so I was like, you know what? I'm making myself a coffee. And, and Peyton. Yep. Peyton. My, my great-grandma's special hot chocolate. Don't worry. Yep. She's not dead. No, she made her great-grandma's hot chocolate recipe. No, you made it. Well, oh, yeah. I made it. <laughs> what I meant was. You're drinking your great grandmother's hot chocolate recipe. I mean, I'm, I mean, I did mm-hmm. stir it, but you yeah. know what I mean. Yeah. Because apparently I don't make it the same. I don't make it good. Sorry, it's not good. Sorry. And I had to do it exactly how she did it. Sorry, but the other hot chocolates, Casey Dyer, diarrhea, chocolate chop. Oh, my God. No offense. I mean, I'm not offended. Like, don't drink it if it tastes like diarrhea. Honestly. All right, let's do this. Ready? No, you don't need a straw because we're already in here. Okay, Erie Elementary, book number two, The Locker Ate Lucy. Chapter one, Graveyard. Come on, this will just take a minute, Sam said to his friends, Antonio and Lucy. It was a Monday afternoon, Monday morning before school. They were standing outside the entrance to the town graveyard, Erie Cemetery. That'd be cool to live in a town called Erie. Because it's like spooky. Erie... Um, like Erie, I'm just going to say this. I don't know. Erie sure. grocery store? The, Eerie, the Erie coffee shop? Um, oh, come on. It's getting cooler and cooler. Erie, um, every wood. Erie pet store? No, Erie every wood, um, 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 neighborhood. Yeah. Okay. Eerie. Sam, do we really have to do this? Lucy asked. I've got the willies big time. Me too, said Antonio. I'm allergic to graveyards. Sam turned to his friends. We need to figure out how to stop our evil school, right? He said, then we have to do this. We have to learn as much about Erie Elementary as possible. That way, we'll be able to fight it. The three friends stopped through the iron gate, and the graveyard usually gave Sam the creeps, but he didn't seem very, it didn't seem very scary now, not after everything that had happened. It was one week ago that Mr. Nakobe, the old man who took care of Erie Elementary, had chosen Sam to be the new school monitor. Years ago, Mr. Nakobe had been the school's hall monitor. He showed Sam the truth about Erie Elementary. It was alive. The school was a living, breathing, evil thing. Then, on Friday, the school had tried to swallow Lucy and Antonio in a class play. Sam had saved them in the nick of time. The three friends and Mr. Nakobe were the only ones who knew the truth about the school. They had to keep everyone safe. 
there, said Lucy, pointing to the hill dotted with cracked headstones. The book says that there's there, that's where the Erie family is buried. Lucy held a thick, dusty, yeah, yeah, the thick, dusty book in her hands. Erie, a town history. Oh, that's cool. The three friends had spent the weekend in a town library looking for information. From this book, they learned that the family with the last name of Erie started the town 100 years ago. Oh, I'm sorry, hundreds of years ago. The book said that the Erie family was buried in this graveyard. It also said that each member of the Erie family had started their own part of the town, the library, the hospital, and even the school. Sam hoped that by seeing the graves that they might learn more about the school's history. Sam eyed the headstones. Each headstone had the name Erie on it. It felt as though the headstones were watching him. Sam counted 12. Lucy, can I see the book? Sam asked. Lucy handed it to Sam and he flipped through the pages. Guys, this is strange, he said. The book says that there were 13 members of the Erie family, so there should be 13 headstones, but there's only 12. One family of the member, one member, one family member is not buried here. Weird, said Antonio. You know, it's no surprise this creepy stuff is happening in the town of Erie. Erie does mean spooky and strange. Whose graveyard's missing, Sam? Lucy asked. Sam's eyes darted over the names on the headstones, and then he looked at the book. They have Jack Erie, Ruth Erie, Oliver Erie, Margaret Erie, Orson Erie, Simon Erie, Edmund Erie, Ruby Erie, Herbert Erie, Abraham Erie, Patricia Erie, Rebecca Erie, Samuel Erie. But Orson Erie was missing, and it says 1871 to question mark, like they don't know when he died. Well, Sam said, there's a family member named Orson Erie. See his picture here? Antonia peeked over Sam's shoulder. Whoa, look at his mustache. He said, what is that thing? Sam rolled his eyes and continued, but I don't even see a headstone with his name on it. And this is even weirder. Orson Erie was born in, in 1871, but it doesn't say when he died. There's just a question mark. I wonder what happened to him, Antonio said. What else does the book say about him? Sam turned the page to read more. Oh no, Lucy yelled. It's 8.15. We're late for school. Lucy yanked the book from Sam's hand and stuffed it in her backpack. Come on, Antonio said to Sam, and he ran after his friends. But he had an uneasy feeling in his stomach. As hall monitor, Sam could sense things that other students couldn't. He could feel when something was wrong in Erie Elementary. And right now, Sam had a bad feeling that something was very, that something very bad was about to happen. Well, Oh my goodness. That is freaky, huh? Yeah. What do you think about that? Like, what if what if you were picked to be hall monitor and he gave you that story? Would you believe him? Mm-hmm. I guess you would believe him after the school tried to eat you. <laughs> right? I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sorry, guys. You know. By now, you know... I have to take just like little coffee breaks and drink. Okay, sorry. And then chapter two, gone. Yep. Sam raced out of the graveyard, down the street towards the school. As the three of the friends crossed the playground, they spotted a large plastic thermometer on a tree branch. I forgot, Lucy called over to her friends as she ran. We have weather lesson today. Antonio started skipping. Class outside. This is going to be a good day. Sam hoped Antonio was right.
The three of them raced up the steps and into the school. Sam pulled on his hall monitor sash and ran inside. I'll never get used to wearing this ugly thing, said Sam. Bright, Bright orange is totally your color, joked Lucy. Their classmates were all lined up in the hallway. Miss Grinker, their teacher, stood in front of the line. You're late, said Mrs. Grinker. Put your backpacks away and head to the back of the line. Well, Dee, we never knew we were late. Never knew. She's grumpy. Honestly, I think I, I really do want to go back to school to be a teacher because I think I'd be fun. I'd be like, welcome to the class. You're late. Now you have to sing in front of everyone. <laughs> That's fun. Right? Make up a song. Go. Okay. As Sam and his friends walked to their lockers, Mr. Grinker called out. I know. I'd be like, look, if everybody wants to sing, we can make it happen. Friday equals horrible singing lesson. And, and, and you can do anything you want because it's fun Friday. And as long as it's appropriate. Yes. Yep. Okay. Mrs. Grinker called out, we're going outside for your weather lesson now. Today's weather is, will be the hottest ever for the late September, 105 degrees. Eey. Sam and Antonio put their backpacks away quickly, but Lucy was still at her locker. Just one second, Lucy said, digging through her backpack. I need my sunglasses. Hurry up, Lucy, Sam said, and he and Antonio hopped in line. Hall monitor, Mrs. Grinker called to Sam. Sam to the front of the line. Please make sure everyone is with us. Okay, said Sam. He turned to call Lucy, but when he looked down the hall, his heart just about stopped. Lucy's sunglasses lie on the floor. Her locker was open. The hallway was empty. A feeling of fear crept over Sam. Bless you. Lucy, bless you, was gone. Chapter three, into the locker. Sam had a Sam had a pit in his stomach the size of a basketball. Last week, Mr. Nicobe had told him that Erie Elementary fed on students and that Sam had seen it with his own eyes when the stage had tried to swallow his friends. Now Lucy was missing. Could the school have eaten her? Follow me, said Mrs. Grinker called out. Oh, follow me, Mrs. Grinker called out. Then she began marching the students out through the big double doors. She grabs Sam grabbed Antonia from the end of the line and the two friends stayed behind as their as their classmates headed outside. Then Sam said, Lucy's missing. She went into her locker and now she's gone. Antonio turned to look at Lucy's locker. He too knew what horrible things Erie Elementary could do. He gulped and said, maybe she's just messing with us. You know, she, you know hiding in her locker. Sam and Antonio crept inside Ew. Lucy's locker. Oh no. Sam's heart pounded. He wrapped his fingers around the half-open door and the metal felt warm in his hand. Sam opened and held his breath and he yanked the door open. Lucy was not inside, but something else was. Nasty, slimy goo dripped down the inside of her locker. It was glowing. It looked like neon boogers mixed with, mixed with bulldog slobber. We know what that looks like, bulldog slobber. Yeah. Ew! Antonio touched it. It was sticky and wet. Ew, he said... He flicked his hand, splashing the goo on the floor. Antonio, Sam said slowly, the locker ate Lucy. We should tell Mr. Nicobe, Antonio said. Sam shook his head. There's no time. I have to go in after her. I'm the hall monitor. It's my job to protect the students, especially Lucy. Antonio gulped. Well, then I'm coming with you. 
Sam nodded, and he reached into Lucy's locker and brushed aside her gym clothes. There was a strange hole in the back of the locker. More glowing goo dripped from the hole. Sam could see the narrow tunnel through the hole. Are you ready? Sam asked. Antonio shook his head. Not really. Sam swallowed. No time to be scared, he said. It's time to rescue Lucy. Sam climbed through the hole. Antonio followed. Together, they crawled into the darkness down the depths of the school. Oh, kind of like Coraline, huh? Yeah. All right. Chapter four. Chapter four. Every At the end of every chapter, you guys, just give me like 12 seconds to drink some coffee. How about that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. You didn't do one Mississippi. Two Mississippi. That helps you keep on track like how... Anyways, okay. I'll, I'll talk, we'll go into that later. Chapter four. A tight spot. Sam soon saw that the dark tunnel were a little bit bigger. Could you understand that? Yep. Sam soon saw, say that ten times fast, that the dark tunnel they were crawling through Sam was. Sam soon saw. 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 It sounds like we're speaking another la- language. Sam soon saw. That was actually an air vent. It carried cool air into the classrooms. Sam shivered, partially from the cool air, partly from fear. As they crawled inside, the air vent became wetter. Slimy goo dripped from the sides. It feels like you're crawling through someone's nose, said Antonio. Ew, I wonder if it's the school's nose. Each time Sam placed his hand down, it made a slushy sound. Just, I just wish it wasn't so dark, said Sam. Click. A light shone in the tunnel. Sam craned his neck and Antonio was holding a cell phone. Antonio grinned. My mom makes me carry it. Smart, said Sam. They crawled forward through the muck. So why do you think the school took Lucy? Antonio asked. Shh, Sam said, whispering. We don't want the school to know we're coming. I'll be very extra quiet, Antonio started. But then, ah, choo! Antonio. Yeah, Antonio Antonio, Sam moaned. I'm sorry, it's hard to breathe with your stinky sneakers in my face. (laughs) Swoosh. A wave of air swooshed through the vent blowing in the back of Sam's hair, but this air was warm. It felt like somebody's hot breath. The school must be trying to figure out where we are, Sam whispered. Don't make a, 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 a. This time it was Sam who sneezed. Antonio, Sam, said Antonio. Sorry. Cling. Sam looked behind them. Lucy's locker, her door slammed shut. The school definitely knew where they were, and now they were trapped. No turning back. Thanks, Sam and Antonio. (laughs) Look, it's getting tighter and tighter. All of a sudden, the vent began to shake, and the metal buckled. It began to squeeze them. We have to get out of here, Sam said. The vent squeezed tighter and tighter, closing around them. It pressed against Sam's shoulders. It pressed against his legs. Oh, my God, I would go claustrophobic. And they tried to crawl forward as fast as they could. The vent squeezed. Why is he going like, eh? He's it's... the one who's getting squeezed. Or... No, he's, he's squishing his head. Look. Oh. The vent squeezed them harder. It's going to crush us, Antonio screamed. Chapter 5. Lunchtime. The vent tight was tightening fast. Both boys struggled to move. When Sam placed his head down, he almost trembled with almost tumbled forward there was nothing else there just air then the vent came to a sudden end well anything's better than being crushed sam thought 
It was pitch black. Antonio turned to his phone again and shone the light around. They were lying in a mountain of sticky gunk. It looked like nasty goose saved us, Antonio said, and he wiped it from his face. But where are we? Even with the light of the cell phone, they couldn't see very far. Sam squinted. They were in a large room where tall pillars around the sides of them and piles of junk were all over the floor. The air felt damp. It smelled moldy. We must be in the basement, Sam said, getting to his feet. Oh, Sam said, getting to his feet. He was covered in goo. His sneakers made a squishy sound with every step. Chapter 6 The Dark Basement Sweat poured down Sam's forehead. He had never been this scared in his life. The lunch cart rolled towards him and Antonio, and just as he was about to hit them, the boy jumped out of the way. Slam! The cart crashed hard into the wall and shattered. Pieces of plastic showered Sam and Antonio. Antonio's jaw hung open. Um, Sam, maybe we should go back to get help, he said. Sam shook his head. He knew that the school was trying to scare them into giving up, but he wasn't going to let that happen. Lucy was counting on them. Come on. I, at first, I thought it was, the, the, I thought it was going to eat them. Mm. Look at, oh, yeah, it did look like that. It looked like a romp, romp. Yeah. Besides, he knew that they must have fallen 20 feet from the vent before they landed in the pile of goo. He didn't know where goo. goo. He didn't know how they would get ever get out of this basement. Sam turned to his friend. Antonio, we are deep inside the school now. I'll bet even Mr. Nakobe never made it this far. This is our chance to learn the secret of Erie Elementary. And if we figure out what keeps it alive, we can learn how to beat it, Sam said. But Sam... And we must, we must rescue Lucy, Sam continued. Antonio swallowed. Oh, you're right. Sam and Antonio began tiptoeing across the basement. Their hearts were pounding. Antonio shone the light as they walked. Goo ran down the walls and it dripped from the ceilings. Torn up jackets and shredded backpacks lay across the floor. Bent and twisted bicycles lay in heaps. Everything here looked like it had been chewed up. It was as if they were inside the... It, sorry. It, it was... What? In the stomach of the school, too. Yeah, it was as if they were inside the body. A body. And Sam thought that if Erie Elementary was a body, then the basement must be his stomach. I thought they were going to say, the poop shoot. <laughs> Sam looked around and said, It looks like the school's just been eating backpacks and bicycles and stuff. Mr. Nakobe really has done a good job of protecting the students. You've you've done great too, said Antonio. And if you hadn't saved us from the class play on last Friday, I'd be I'd be down here. Come on, let's finish this, said Sam. The friends tiptoed along, and then Antonio grabbed Sam's arm. Look, Antonio said, pointing. What's that? Sam asked. He followed Antonio's beam of light over to the rusty metal desk. It's him. It's Orson Erie, Antonio yelled. Chapter seven. Orson, the face of Orson Erie. Antonio was shining a light on a picture of a frame on a desk. Inside that was an old black and white photo of, of a man. Jeez, Antonio, Sam said, you scared me. I thought you meant Orson, Orson Erie was here, like real back to life in person. Sam felt around on the wall until he found the light switch. He flipped it on. Two light bulbs flickered on. What do you think they flickered like? Kind of like a scary movie. Yeah, probably. Do you know what's driving me absolutely crazy, Hmm. by the way? So it's like we're trying to, like, support our local library. Love that. I think it's awesome. But listen to this. 
every library book has freaking plastic on it. And every time I move it, I make some noise and I feel like it's making a lot of noise. I know. Okay, sorry guys. The light was dim, but Sam could... I know, I did it again. I know. Um, the light was dim, but Sam could see that the corner of the basement was soft, was a sort of an office. There were charts hanging from the walls and papers on the desk. Everything was covered in a thick layer of dust. The boys stepped closer to the desk. Sam picked up the picture frame. You're right, Sam said. Look at the glasses and the creepy mustache. This is Orson Eerie. I'm trying not to make noise. <laughs> I don't think anyone's been here in a long time, Antonio said, picking up the newspaper. This is from 1938. That's older than my grandmother. That's older than, like, my grandmother's grandmother. Whoa, said Sam. And what's this? A large piece of blue, uh, of blue paper lay on the desk. It looks like a blueprint drawing. Do you know what a blueprint drawing is? It's basically like, see, look. It's a drawing that tells you, like, where oh, everything see, is. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I know what it okay. is. I've heard it a different way. I'm surprised they knew what it was. Um, like, um, I've heard it that, like, a house floor. Yeah, exactly. That's what I've heard yep. of it. Um, Antonio said, like a drawing of a building. Well, that makes sense. This room looks like the, our gym. See? Uh, said Sam, and, uh, pointing to the blueprint. It's like a map of Erie Elementary. Suddenly, a girl's voice called out, Help! Lucy! Sam and Antonio said at once. Lucy's cries were coming from beyond the large metal door. It was on the far end of the dark basement. A sign on the door read, Heating and Cooling Room. Help! <laughs> Let's go, Sam said. Quickly, the boys stuffed everything they couldn't fit into their pockets. Papers, a small book, of the blueprint. But as soon as they did, everything in the basement came to life. Whoosh! A dodgeball flew at Sam. Sam grabbed Antonio by the wrist. Come on, Sam shouted. Duck underneath the ball. Let's go get Lucy. Sam dodged. Uh, Sam dodged chewed up frisbees that rocketed towards them. Antonio jumped over the roller skates that shot towards his legs like cannonballs. Uh, th this noise is weird. Burglar! It's B R R G L. Okay. You say it. Where's it? Burglar! <laughs> I don't know how to say that. The school was loud. Oh, maybe it's a burp. I don't know. The, the school was loud. Sam thought it sounded like his stomach rumbling. After the wall shook like a, uh, and the floor shifted, Sam and Antonio stumbled from side to side. Backpacks opened wide, and they threw their rollers and pencils and books at them. The heating and cooling room door was just ahead. Keep running, Sam yelled, but Antonio stopped and... Sam, wait, hold on. And the heating and cooling room door was just ahead. Keep running, Sam yelled, but Antonio stopped in his tracks. Sam looked back. Something, something long that looks like a spear was headed towards Antonio. A wiffle ball bat. Sam pulled Antonio behind a large pillar. Whoosh. The bat flew past. Okay, now I'm mad, Antonio said. Let's find Lucy and get out of this crazy basement. Sam peeked around the pillar. We just need to reach that door. But who knows what's waiting for us on the other side, asked Antonio. There's only one way to find out, said Sam. Chapter 8. Lucy! <laughs> Sam and Antonio charged towards the heating and cooling room. Sam, Sam ripped the door open and then quickly shut it behind them. Crash! A hundred mad chewed-up things slammed the door closed. 
Sam caught his breath and looked around the room. One wall was covered with a maze of rusty old pipes. The old pipes were alive. They moved like an army of snakes. They were twisted and scraped together, making screeching noises. Lucy, Sam yelled, pointing his finger. Lucy was suspended in midair, hanging upside down. One of the pipes was wrapped around her ankle. You guys, you found me. Please get me down from here, Lucy shrieked. Lucy, calling for help, made the school angrier. The pipe around Lucy's ankle began to fling her around through the air. That pipe is throwing Lucy around like a doll, Antonio said. Hang on, Lucy, Sam yelled. Sam and Antonio began climbing the giant pipes. Unlike the basement in his room, it was not covered in goo. The metal pipes were dry and the boys were able to grip them. Sam could feel water rushing through the pipes. These pipes must pump water throughout the school, thought Sam. Antonio leapt off of one pipe and grabbed the pipe to Lucy's, around Lucy's right ankle. He tugged, trying to pull her free. I'm coming, said Sam. The pipe is wrapped so tight, Antonio yelled as he tugged. Help, Lucy cried. Antonio pulled her harder, but then, clank. The pipe jumped in his hand and throwing him to the ground. Ah, Antonio said, getting to his feet. It's no use. Sam jumped down. There has to be a way to make this pipe look over her leg, he thought. He looked around the room and the, the school's water heater stood in the corner. Sam's dad was a plumber, so he knew all about this stuff. This water heater warmed the water and then it pumped warm water through the school. A wheel on the front of the controller controlled how fast the water moved through the pipes. If I turn that wheel so I can slow down the water, maybe that will weaken the pipes and make them let go of Lucy, Sam thought. Yeah. Oh, yeah, maybe. Sam grabbed the wheel. It was rusty and stiff. Finally, it started turning, but it wasn't helping. Lucy flung around faster. What are you doing, Sam? yelled Antonio. Stop. You're making it worse. Lucy screamed. She was being whipped through the air like lightning speed, faster and faster. Sam had to free his hand before it was too late. Chapter 9, The Horrible Truth The school kept flinging Lucy around in the air back and forth, back and forth. Sam got an idea. I must be turning the wheel the wrong way. Hang on, Lucy, he shouted. Sam spun the big, the big wheel the opposite direction and the water began draining from the pipes. It was working. The pipes were losing their energy. They were becoming weaker. Then the pipes around Lucy's ankle loosened its grip and it dropped her. Ah, yelled Lucy, falling. <laughs> At the last moment, Lucy grabbed a hold of the lower hanging pipe. Antonio helped her get down. You're okay, Antonio said. Lucy wiped off some sweat of her forehead. Oh my God, really? So, so she said. She didn't do any work. <laughs> wiping off sweat. No, she was like scared. Like when you get scared, you get sweaty. <laughs> Antonio helped her get down. You're okay, he said. Lucy wiped sweat from her forehead. So she said, what took you guys so long? Sam and Antonio smiled. Their friend was safe. What is all that? Lucy said, pointing to the papers sticking out of Sam and Antonio's pocket. Oh yeah, Sam said. We found creepy office stuff. A creep. This creepy office stuff back there was full of lots of old junk. Maybe that blueprint will show us how to get back upstairs, said Antonio. Good thinking, said Lucy. Oh, that's beautiful, Peyton. You always find a way to get you guys find a way to get out of here and I'll dig through this stuff. Sam, Antonio, and Lucy took a seat on the floor and got hard to work. Oh uh, uh, to oh my gosh. On the floor and got to work. 
Look at this, Lucy said, holding up a red leather book. This is Orson Erie's journal. It sounds like he was some sort of a mad scientist. Whoa, Antonio whispered. What else does his journal say? asked Sam. Lucy's eyes darted over the pages. After a minute, she lowered the book and said, as Orson Erie grew old, all he cared about was the idea of endless life. Oh my gosh, this is just like, um, this, the, what are the series that we read? Secret series? The secret series, yeah, because remember, they didn't want, they just wanted to stay young and look young. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, in his last journal entry, he writes, I've done it. I found a way to live forever. This is so like that book. Sam remembered something. Lucy, do you still have the library book? Lucy's eyes lit up. Yes, she said. She slipped her backpack off her shoulder and handed handed the book to Sam. Look, Sam said, flipping through the pages where he had left that morning. It says Orson Erie is an architect, someone who designs buildings. And oh man, he he designed Erie Elementary. Wait a minute, said Antonio. A mad scientist designed our school. No wonder it's crazy creepy. Sam, Antonio, and Lucy were silent. The only sound that came from the was was the sound that came from the water heater. It be it sounded like a heart beating. Ba bump, ba bump, ba bump. It was then that Sam Graves stood understood that terrible truth about Orson Erie and about Erie Elementary. Chapter ten. Good job. I get it now, Sam yelled, holding up the blueprint of the book. It all makes sense. Orson Erie designed the school so that he could stay alive forever. That's why we couldn't find a grave for him in the town graveyard. He never died. He became the school. Wait, Antonio said. So you're saying Orson Erie is Erie Elementary, Sam said. And the walls and the floors. He's the lockers and the pipes. He is everything. That's why the school took you this morning, Lucy. It sensed that we found the library book and it knew... And it knew we were close to finding out the truth. Lucy's face went white. This whole thing, it's terrifying. Sam agreed. It was almost too crazy to believe, but it did make sense. It explained everything. Clack! The lock of the heating, on the heating and cooling room door started to slide into place, trapping them. Then Erie Elementary started going crazy. The walls began to vibrate. The pipes began shaking and clanking again. The floor began to crack open when the friends stumbled back. The, the friends stumbled back. What's happening, Lucy screamed. Now we've uncovered the secret. Samuel, the school will never let us out. Antonio jumped back. My feet are getting wet. Water bubbled up through the cracks of the floor. It was rising up fast. We don't have much time, Sam yelled. The water is over. It was over his sneakers. L- Lucy yanked on the door handle, but it wouldn't unlock. We're stuck, Sam gulped. The water rushed through the floor fast. It was already above their knees, and there was no way out. Oh my gosh, Peyton. Hmm. It's going to trap them in there, and they're going to drown. Chapter 11. Escape. Slippery. Oh God, what the heck? I mean, I know he's like evil and stuff. But like, why would he drown kids? Jeez. I wonder if that's like just like on the the secret series, they eat kids' souls. That's how they stay young and alive. Yeah. Can you roll over? Were you drinking hot chocolate a minute ago? No. Oh, okay. The three friends kick their feet to stay above water. Soon they'd be reaching the ceiling. The water would fill the entire room. Clang, bang, clonk. The pipes were banging so loudly, Sam could barely think. 
Wait, these pipes go through all the schools, said Sam, and he pointed to the big pipe. It was broken. Guys, climb inside that big pipe. I've got an idea. Are you crazy? Lucy yelled. Antonio shook his head. No way, I'm not climbing in that old pipe. We don't know where it'll take us, and I don't want to get squeezed again. You guys, it's our only choice, Sam said. Antonio looked at Sam and then groaned. Fine. He swam over to the largest pipe. It was the size of a giant water slide. He climbed in. Sam helped Lucy up into the big pipe, too. The dark water was still rising. Sam needed to hurry. I'll be right back. Where are you going, Lucy shouted. Trust me, Sam said. Sam took one deep big breath and dove down once he was actually thankful for all these swim classes his mom made him take sam opened his eyes and reached the water heater earlier he had turned the wheel to the right to lessen the water strength and so to save lucy so if he turned it to the left it should make the water move faster through the pipes if the water was stronger it can push us through the pipes and the water can carry us to the other end of the pipe hopefully above ground sam thought it was a crazy idea but it was their only chance Sam grabbed a hold of the wheel and it began turning it. Chapter 12. What is chapter 12? Yep. Sam was having trouble turning the giant wheel underwater and it was running out of, he was running out of air. If this plan doesn't work, my friends and I are in serious trouble, he thought. Sam pictured Lucy, Antonio, and Mr. Nicobe, and he pictured Miss, Miss Grinker and all of his classmates. Erie Elementary put them all in danger and only he could save them. He was the hall monitor. He could fight. He could feel the school. He sensed it now. He sensed that he could beat the school. If only he could turn the wheel. He could not fail. He could not fail. Sam used all of his strength to give that wheel another tug. Screech. It worked. The wheel was turning. Then Sam saw a dial at the top of the water heater labeled water speed. How did I not see that before? Sam wondered. As he turned the wheel, a small needle on the dial moved from green to red. The words danger was in the red section. Sam pressed his feet against the heater and turned the wheel to the dial's needle was past the word danger. The water heater began shaking. It's going to blow, Sam thought. I've got to get us out of here. Sam turned and kicked with all of his might and he burst through the surface. He gasped for air. Antonio and Lucy were inside the pipe waiting for him. Water rushed faster and faster through the pipes. All around all around Sam, the water was bubbling and splashing, and the water heater shook. Sam, what did you do? Antonio yelled. I'm getting us out of here. We'll travel through the pipes, Sam said. I hope this works, said Lucy, sticking out her hand. Sam grabbed a, ho- grabbed a hold of Lucy and pulled him up. Oh, Sam grabbed a hold, and Lucy pulled him up. He lay down beside behind Antonio and Lucy inside the pipe. It was like the three of them were lying on top of a water slide, but they weren't going on a fun zip down into the pool. No, they are going to be rocketed up through Erie Elementary. Where will this pipe spit us out, said Lucy. Sam didn't answer. He had no idea where the pipe would take them. He just hoped it was somewhere above ground. What about a toilet or sink? Yeah, it could be a toilet. The pipe started really shaking. The water heater would blow any moment and the water would be blasted through the pipe. Hold your breath, Sam shouted. Here we go. Boom. The water heater blew and there was a giant blast of warm water. Sam and Antonio and Lucy were launched through the pipe. Vazoom. The three friends raced through the pipe at 100 miles per hour on a wave of water. Up ahead, the pipe split into two. Lucy shouted, Sam. 
As the pipe split, Lucy was carried off in one direction, and Sam and Antonio all went in other directions. Sam held his breath as he zoomed through the pipes up ahead. Oh, that's really scary. They all went in different directions. Oh, my gosh. I know, I know. Up ahead, the pipe split into two. The water carried Antonio to the right. Sam tried to follow, but it was too late. Sam whizzed through a different pipe, and now Sam Graves was all alone, flying through Erie Elementary. And they're in water. Wait, I just realized Graves. I know, we discovered that the first time. And here's the thing. They all are holding their breath because they're in water. Okay, that's scary. And they're going the wrong way, so water's going to be flying up their nose. Oh, this is giving me anxiety. Sam saw darkness at the end of the pipe. Oh, no. It was a dead end. He had to slow down or he would be smashed into the end of the pipe. He reached out and scraped his fingernails on the pipe, but it was no use. He couldn't stop. He couldn't slow down. Put your arms against it. Mm Mm-hmm. Hang in there. Oh, oh, sorry. Chapter 13. Hang in there. Hang by a thread. Hanging by a thread. I need something to do or I'm going to be smashed, Sam thought. He lay flat as a board and he pushed his feet forward. Look, he held his feet like straight. He pushed his feet um, forward as the water rocketed him towards the end of the pipe. My sneakers and this fast speed just have to help me break through this old rusty pipe. Sam's feet slammed into the end of the pipe. Crash. It cracked open. Sam was shot out onto the air. Oh, no, he screamed. He was high above the lunchroom. He was mid-air, 30 feet up, and then falling. Sam reached out for something, anything to stop his fall. He grabbed onto one of the huge curtains that covered the room's floor-to-ceiling windows. Sam looked up at the pipe end above him. Gallons of water was pouring out and splashing on the floor. But then the flow of the water began to slow. The water heater must have run out of water. The danger was over. I did it, Sam thought, dangling from the curtain. He looked down. The lunchroom was empty. Phew, I'll just climb down this curtain and then I'll find Antonio and Lucy. But no, Erie Elementary was not done with sand graves. The water on the lunchroom floor began to rise. It was taking shape. It was becoming something, Sam gasped. The water was taking the form of a giant hand. Help, Sam shouted. He tried to climb higher on the curtain and the curtain began swaying. It was trying to shake him off. The curtain had come to life. Rip. The curtain started to tear. Sam looked down at the huge watery hand of Erie Elementary. It opened wide and it was reaching for him. Chapter 14. A watery hand. Sam swung by a thread of his monstrous curtain. He was about to be grabbed by an enormous hand. But wait, Sam remembered something. That morning, Mrs. Grinker had said, Today's weather will be the hottest ever. Sam tightened his grip on the curtain, and he tugged the curtain tore. The entire curtain fell to the ground, along with Sam. The sunlight poured through the window. Hot rays of sunlight were shining directly onto the watery hand. The hand pulled back as if it were in pain. Steam started to rise off of it, and the sun's heat was turning the water into steam. The school howled. But still, the hand reached for Sam. It was hurt, weakened, but not beaten. If I could just bring that down, bring down the other curtain, the sunlight would destroy the hand, thought Sam. But I'm cornered. Watery fingers were about to grab Sam. Slam! Lucy and Antonio burst into the lunchroom. We're coming, Sam, they yelled. Pull down those curtains, Sam shouted. Quick! 
and Tony and Lucy didn't know what Sam's plan was, but they trusted him. Antonio tugged on one curtain. Lucy grabbed the other. Soon, even more sunlight flooded the room. The watery hand was almost beaten. Sam just needed to deliver one final blow. He spotted a metal cooking tray on the floor. Metal reflects light, thought Sam. Sam stopped at the edge of the tray, popping it up into the air like a skateboard. He snatched it, held it up to the sunlight, and took a white hot beam of light, and it bounced right off the metal towards the hand. Hiss! The hand of Erie Elementary screamed. It shook Steam clouded the air, and then, boom, splash, the watery hand blew apart. Giant drops of water splashed across the room. The hand was gone. It was done. Sam got to his feet, and then he said, You guys got here just in time. Where were you? The pipe spit us out over in the gym, Lucy said, and I got spit out in fifth grade hallway, said Antonio. Luckily, no one saw us. Sam was so tired he could barely stand. Man, I owe you guys big time, said Sam. Are you kidding me? You saved me today, said Lucy. It was all Sam, Antonio said. He began clapping. Sam Graves, the hall monitor hero. Give him a hand. Clap, 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 clap. (laughs) Sam groaned. I never want to hear that word hand, the word hand again. The friends smiled. They were safe, but not for long. Chapter 15, all wet. Slam. The front door flew open and Miss Grinker burst into the lunchroom. She looked around, eyes wide. Her frizzy hair was standing on end. Sam, Antonio, Lucy, where have you been? She yelled. What happened to those curtains and why is everything wet? Just then, Mr. Nicobe rushed in. He began calmly mopping up the water and said, Mrs. Grinker, Sam was helping me wash the windows. Didn't I tell you? Mrs. Grinker was still upset. No, you didn't tell me, and Sam should have asked me if he could leave class. He missed our entire weather lesson. I'm becoming forgetful in my old age, said Mr. Nicobe. Sam smiled and looked to the floor. Mr. Nicobe to the rescue. What about Antonio and Lucy, Miss Grinker said. They're not hall monitors, so they should not be helping you. Oh, I'm making them assistant hall monitors. They've proven to be very helpful to Sam. Antonio and Lucy looked at each other with big, excited smiles. Miss Grinker was mad. She turned to her heels and stomped out of the lunchroom. As soon as Miss Grinker and the other students left, Sam told Mr. Nicobe everything. You've learned a lot about the school, said Mr. Nicobe, and you seriously hurt the school this time. Hopefully, the evil will stay asleep for a while. And hopefully, assistant hall monitors don't have to wear these ugly things. Lucy said as she tugged on Sam's bright orange sash. Hey, Sam said. Soon, all four of them were laughing. After school that day, Sam, Lucy, and Antonio sat on the swings. Well, we did it today, said Sam, but I don't think we'll ever be able to really defeat Erie Elementary. Lucy hopped down off her swing. I don't think that's true, she said. Antonio nodded. We're a team, and now we know Orson Erie is the school. There must be a way that we can undo whatever he did. Sam stared at the school building. Erie Elementary, the strange creation that was a mad scientist, Orson Erie. You guys are right, he said. There must be a way to beat Erie Elementary once and for all, and together we will find it. Aww, that's cute, huh, Peyton? little Peyton Poo. It's so cute. It's so cute. Do you think that they have accents? I am? Oh, I'm sorry.
Do you think they have accents, or do you think they're just, like, American? American. Oh. Well, that's boring. Okay. <laughs> they're just, you're, they're normal kids? Mm-hmm. They're not little people, people from London? Uh-huh. All right. All right, good night. Want to say good night? Good night. Say good night. They just spent... 43 minutes listening to this. You have to say good night. Good morning. It's the morning for them right now, remember? Oh, that's true. Oh, good morning. See you guys later.